Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what the heck works with social media. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Vivica Von Rosen, who's the author of the book, LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day. We're going to talk about how you can find prospects and customers using LinkedIn. And if you're a marketer, we're also going to talk about how you can find important strategic relationships using LinkedIn. I'm also going to share this really awesome new tool that I discovered. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and share that with you right now. After untangling a school of anacondas, look what Michael Stelzner found. So we were tweeting away with the hashtag SMSS13 for uh, Social Media Success Summit, and somebody tweeted me, and he said, hey, check out this cool resource that we've got, and it aggregates all the tweets around a hashtag. And I was simply blown away. And it's called Tweet Binder tweet com, and i'm going to go ahead and include a link to the um the tweet bind that was put together for the hashtag that we use for social media success summit but i just want to share with you how cool this tool is you basically put in your hashtag and it tells you exactly um first of all how many people have tweeted uh, using the hashtag and it removes all the spammers as of this recording and i recorded this on october the 10th uh, there were already almost more than 11,000 tweets for this particular conference. But it gets really cool. They show you um, activity on a graph in different colors, like the number that are replies and the number that are uh, have links and pictures and the number of original tweets and the number of retweets. And then they do something really cool. They have these four different ranking top contributor categories. They show you who your most active users are with that hashtag. They show you who has the highest impact, which I think is reach, based on everything that they're doing. They also show you who the most popular are and the most original tweets. And then what it does is it intelligently creates these things called um, binders around topics that people are chatting about. For example, we had a lot of people... Um, presenting at our conference. So there's tweets about Mari Smith, tweets about Jay Bear, tweets about Kim Garst. For example, there were 887 tweets uh, with an impact of 4 million and a reach of 3 million, and it was 452 different people tweeting. Just really, really cool intelligence. And then they also have this thing called transcripts and pictures, and then they aggregate all the tweets that had images on them in one simple place. Now, what we ended up doing with this tool is we ended up sharing this tool with everyone who was tweeting every day. And all of a sudden, they got really excited because they all of a sudden wanted to get on the leaderboards for all these you know, different things. And, and they were just really excited to see how many tweets were happening and how this thing was in real time. So I, I've been extremely impressed with TweetBinder. Uh, check it out. There's a free version that um, I think goes up to a couple thousand tweets. And then there is a paid version for people that want more elaborate stuff, but uh, really, really impressed with this tool, tweetbinder.com. Now, I do want to share something else with you. Uh, If you've been listening for a couple weeks, we've literally just opened the gates up for social media marketing world, meaning we've just announced the conference and it's on sale. And I wanted to play a little audio clip from 
one of the presenters last year and have them share some of their insight and feedback that they've gained from this conference. My name is Doug Carr. I'm with the Marketing Tech Blog and DK New Media, uh, also author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies. You know, Michael just puts on a spectacular event. It doesn't matter whether it's online or whether it's in person like this. Uh, Social Media Examiner, I, I think, does a good job of really paying attention to um, their speakers and making sure that it's quality content that's getting out there. Uh, they hold us accountable, which is nice. They don't treat us with uh, baby hands or, you know, I don't know what the right term is for that. So um, every every single thing that I've gone to here has been spectacular. And I, I believe I'm a seasoned social marketer. Uh, so the exposure to this audience has been fantastic. Um, as far as networking, I mean, look around. This is incredible. Uh, so we have met a ton of people. Uh, everybody that we wanted to, we've met. I will be coming back to every event that Michael does. So whether it's online or whether it's offline like this, uh, absolutely. This has been perfect. Well, thank you, Doug, for that uh, that great testimonial. And this is the kind of thing that we have heard over and over and over again from a lot of really seasoned social media marketers that were the presenters and the attendees. So just a little bit of factoids about the conference. It is in San Diego, California, March 26th, 27th, and 28th. And that's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we have more than 60 of the leading social media marketers in the world that will be presenting uh, in four tracks. And it's going to be spectacular. I strongly recommend you check out some of the videos and more of the testimonials. You can learn a lot more about this at socialmediaworld14.com. Again, socialmediaworld14.com. With that, let's transition over to today's interview with Vivica Von Rosen. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Vivica Von Rosen. If you don't know who Vivica is, she's the author of LinkedIn Marketing, an hour a day, and the founder of LinkedIn to Business, and this is her second appearance on the podcast. Vivica, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor again. Well, you are my LinkedIn go-to gal. So um, today, what Vivica and I are going to explore is how to use LinkedIn to prospect for customers. So Vivica, let's start by exploring what the word prospecting means. Um, Some people might be thinking, why do I need to worry about prospecting? Can you kind of talk about what it is and maybe how it's traditionally been done before LinkedIn? Sure. So, well, I live in Colorado. So, you know, for most Coloradans with the school of minds, prospecting is looking for gold, um, which actually is kind of what we're doing as marketers and salespeople too. It's just really um, looking, a prospect is someone who um, you either find or in this day and age, who you attract to you, who's in a company, a business, an industry, or or an organization who has a need for your product um, or service um, and the desire and ability to purchase it. And so that's the, that's the working definition I use. You know, and from a marketing perspective, um, I think prospecting could even be broadened a little bit to include maybe identifying critical people that could help in X, Y, or Z way, right? Couldn't you use some of the very same tactics to try to identify thought leaders that you might want to develop relationships with? Yeah, absolutely. It it doesn't have to be just a client. Um, vendors, partners, um, yeah. There's uh, it, it's really anyone who can help you build your business and and that you can help them build their business. Now, back in the before you know social media, how was prospecting traditionally done? 
<laughs> Unfortunately, um, a lot of it was done through either very expensive outbound sales, uh, just trying to, to get the, the brand out there, trying to get the product or the service out there, and then hopefully through some kind of, you know, direct mail campaign or, or phone campaign, calling, 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 and, and trying to get to your, your ideal prospect, whatever that meant to you. Um, and it was just, you know, it was dialing for dollars and, uh, or even door to door, right. Depending on what part of the country you're in. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure some people that are listening right now are probably old enough to actually have had jobs like this when they were younger. You know, I actually worked in a call center for like three days. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That was my first job. And I hated it, man. I had to cold call people. The rejection was just miserable. (laughs) It really is. I, it, it's, um, it really is. And, and I just, I have this visceral distaste when I think about, you know, when I used to think about prospecting, because that's what it was to me, you know, get your list. I used to sell cars a long time ago and it was get that list and pick up that phone and call every day. And, and like you said, get hung up on, get rejected. Yeah. I, I remember the movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, yes. always be closing, right? Always be closing. <laughs> well, how has social media changed this? And, and in particular, what's LinkedIn contributing to this? Oh, it, it's it's changed it completely. I mean, I actually love prospecting now. I love the game of it. I love the 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 research and the tools. Um, I think mainly how it's changed is is social media has changed us from uh, you know basically from the age of the seller to the age of the consumer. So what it means is that the consumers are telling us what we want. Um, a really big part of prospecting is is knowing who your ideal clients are and knowing what their needs are and with social media with everyone with Yelp and and Facebook and 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 LinkedIn and Twitter everyone's telling us what they want and what they need so i think the research end is a lot easier also as sellers of whatever we're selling um it, it's it's so much easier and cheaper to to get ourselves out there. Um, positioning yourself as a thought leader, if you're diligent, I think is is easier to do today than it's ever been, and that engenders that feeling of no like and trust, which um, you know, which which when a client or a prospect feels like they know you, like feels like they like you, and feels like they trust you, um, whether you've had direct interaction or not, it makes closing a whole lot easier. You know, I think about also how social media has um, made us as humans share more about who we are to the world. And for example, I mean, if you think about LinkedIn before anyone ever considered it a social network, it was really like a resume, right? Right. And everybody's put all their jobs and their past history and where they went to college and all this kind of stuff out there. And that's a massive repository of intelligence that if used the right way could be extremely powerful, is it not? Well, absolutely. You know, I was um, I was rereading Jill Conrath's book, um, Selling to Big Companies. And one of the first things she says is, you know, you have to know who to sell to. And and that's where LinkedIn, for the reasons you said, is, is, is so important because you actually see who works at the companies, what their positions are. Um, you know, who they're interacting with. And so that gives you a lot of insider information. And and people might be putting more information into their LinkedIn profile than they even realize. And it's it's information you can mine. So when you when you reach out to your prospect, you're 
actually reaching out to the right person. And then the social aspect of LinkedIn. LinkedIn is trying to get more social with the with the new groups format. It's definitely um, it's it's a little bit more user friendly. So uh, f- for engaging and interacting with your prospects in a more social way. Um, Groups are, are really, really powerful. And then, you know, and, and just being able to, to see what people are talking about. Like if you know who your prospect is, if you know, you know, what they do, what industry they're in, um, you can join a group that, that serves that particular industry or company. And then they'll talk about what their needs are, what they're frustrated with. And, and if you have that product or service you know, half the battle is won. Okay. Let's step back for a second for for the people that are listening right now and wondering, um, what does prospecting look like on LinkedIn? Can you kind of build a a simple understanding of what, what is entailed with prospecting at a very high level on LinkedIn? Sure. So, you know, there's two aspects, there's inbound and outbound. So, um, actively prospecting is a matter of research. And so it's using things like the advanced search on LinkedIn, using combinations of keywords and titles and company names and locations um, to, to find those very, very people that you, that you want to be interacting with, your prospects. And fortunately, um, well, fortunately and unfortunately, LinkedIn has some, some great aspects to it and it has some limitations. One of the limitations on LinkedIn is if you are not directly connected to someone, you can't easily communicate with them um, unless you pay LinkedIn <laughs> for an in-mail uh, or have a, have a paid account. Um, so that's limiting. But the positive thing is once you find a prospect and you see what groups they're in, you can join that group and then you can start to engage with that prospect within that group. So you can engage by, you know, liking and commenting similar to what you would do on Facebook, like liking and commenting on their discussions if they're actually active in the group. At the very least, you can still send a message to another member even if they're not a first-level connection through a group. So that's kind of that active prospecting. Of course, if they're a first-level connection, you can send them messages very easily. Um, you can send them updates very easily. So there, there's a lot you can do with those first-level connections. Okay, let me uh, dig a little deeper here. So okay. advanced search on LinkedIn, what kind of things can I be searching for? Sure. So on the advanced search, you can search by keyword. Um, you can search by company. You can search by school. Uh, if you know, if 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 you like have where they to went to college. Us- yep. Pardon. Where they went to college or university. Where they went to college, exactly. Um, you know, and 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 if your market is is the educational field, that's that's a great tool. Um, you can search by their location, and that is incredibly powerful. You know, not just for um, not just for folks who who want to see who lives in their their hometown, which is great. You should definitely do that. But also think about when you go to trade shows or conferences. I mean, you've got a big one coming up, but I'm not saying anything more about that. Uh, when you go to trade shows or conferences and, you know, you can, you can, you can build your meetings in before you even get there. You can find the people who are going to be there. You can um, send messages to them. So I really love the fact that you can search uh, on your network by location um, you can search by, let me see what else. Oh, f- their name, first name and last name, of course. 
And then uh, you can search my industry, where they've worked in the past, um, by what language they speak. And then when you pay for LinkedIn, you get even even more options. Let's talk about conferences for a second. Yeah. Um, um, we do a conference called Social Media Marketing World, but there's a million conferences right. out there. And there is a really cool app that we use and it's used by a lot of other conferences. It's called Bizabo, B-I-Z-Z-A-B-O. Yes. And what's cool about this app is it's got it's got a LinkedIn API interface. And what that means is that they they have thousands of events in here. And you can go into this and you can locate any event and you can see who's attending that event and you can see their LinkedIn profiles. Yes. Now that is a prospecting opportunity, isn't it, Vivica? It, it absolutely is. Um, yeah, Bizabo is great. Um, another one's called Huron Biz, which I like. There's a there's a cool new one called um, I think it's Trender T R E N D R, and it's actually not only does what Bizabo and 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 Huron Biz does, but they set up a, a live meeting place. So not only can you find who in your network is actually at that conference, but they will facilitate a place to meet with the, those people. So there is so much opportunity to meet with your your prospects face-to-face, and, and let's face it, that is the best way to, to, to close a deal, whatever that deal looks like. Um, and if yeah, you think I'm, about I'm, this out of the box a little bit, you know, yeah. you could decide to go to a conference after downloading one of these apps and seeing who's going to be there. You know what I mean? That's true. That's you, true. you can actually see who's going to be there, look through the list, because yep. these apps typically require you to log in to these apps using LinkedIn, and they pull in yep. your profile data. That's pretty powerful. Now, another thing is you brought up groups. So here's a question that might be going through the minds of some of the people. Let's say I find a prospect and let's say her name is Vivica Von Rosen. (laughs) Does it, if Vivica chose to list the groups that she belongs to in her profile, which I know is a choice that you have, um, does it also in your profile say if you've been active in those groups, like, can I tell whether or not this person has posted any comments in group X and then go into that group and engage in those comments? Not really. No? Um, okay. And that that is one of the problems. Um, but what you can do is once you see a group that they're a member of, you so can search it, if, right? Pardon? You can search the group and find if they've commented. Yeah, exactly. Right? You can you can check their activity. So once you find the person, so if I went to your profile, I would scroll down to your groups, see a group that hopefully we already share together. Go into that group um, by clicking on. Not member, which is where you click on. It's kind of it's very confusing. If you click on member, that's where you join the group. Yeah, um, but just to the left it. of that is the number of members. Ah. And when you click on that link, a new a, a search box shows up. So then I would just type in your name, and then it, it'll show me. There's a little link that says activity. So now I can look at your activity, and if you've been active, I can see that activity and I can begin responding to it. I hope people's minds are going crazy right now. I mean, <laughs> it's really it's, it's amazing. Really amazing, isn't it? I mean, it, think about the breadcrumbs we leave on LinkedIn and think about those opportunities that um, uh, there is to connect with people, whether you use LinkedIn to connect with them in a group or at a physical conference or just online. I think it's phenomenal and it's really unique. Um, Vivica, I know that you talk a lot about prospecting with LinkedIn. Uh, can you share either? Well, actually, do you have any experiences or stories from your own experience have you done any prospecting on LinkedIn? Has there been anything interesting that's resulted from it? Or do you know of one of your clients or someone else who's, who's done something? And can you share the story or example with us? 
Oh, sure. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously extremely active on LinkedIn, um, whether it's, it's active prospecting, um, you know, going through the steps I've just mentioned, or, or more inbound, um, just presenting myself as a thought leader, again, in groups and updates and, and you know, the various different ways of doing that. Um, but, but yeah, I would say 70 to 80% of my business comes to me through LinkedIn and maybe the other 20% um, through things I do that are marketed, say on Twitter. So let's uh, talk about what you do. Like, give me an example of something that you've done. Like, sure, sure. So owning a group is a good thing. Um, I, I own a few groups. Um, that, that just allows you again, to position yourself as a thought leader. You're always sharing, you know, your own content, um, not, to, not in a salesy way. I want to make that really clear. When I say sharing content, it's helpful, useful content. It's, um, asking questions. It's, 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 it's sharing content that hopefully helps with people's points of pain. It's asking, or it's, it's responding to my other group members discussions. So having your own group can really help, um, position yourself as a thought leader, my, my most active group happens to um, be a support system for the LinkedIn chat on Twitter. Um, so it, it, it would be hard to separate out those numbers, but, but it's, it is somewhat embroiled, but, but it's all in that thought leader positioning main. Um, and then, you know, just by, just by once, you know, uh, updating, uh, b- sharing updates, um, just like you would on, on Facebook, just like you would on Twitter. And finally, LinkedIn has mentions now. It hasn't, it, it just introduced that within the past year, <laughs> seven years later. Yeah. Explain um, what that is know, to people so that don't, yeah, explain. Using, using LinkedIn in that way. Um, unfortunately, they disbanded uh, Signal, which was a great prospecting tool, but maybe they'll bring it back. Who knows? Hey, Vivica. Uh, Talk, talk to me about what mentions are, because some people may not know what that is. Oh, okay, sure. So mentions are, well, you know when you're on Twitter and you put an at sign in front of someone's name, it pulls that tweet into that particular mailbox where they can read so, so they see all the activity going, around, going on around them. And, you know, same thing with Facebook. When you, when you mention someone on Facebook, when you uh, start typing in their name and you click on the drop down, then it goes into the notifications. So it's, it's a little bit easier to stay top of mind with with specific people you at least know that you have a really good chance of them reading that tweet or that update well LinkedIn has not had that until this year um, anything you posted on LinkedIn just kind of went out into the ethosphere and and maybe people saw it and maybe people didn't and even if you mentioned someone the only way people would see that on LinkedIn is if they ran a Google search you know on their name uh, occasionally those updates would show up but now you can actually mention someone on LinkedIn which is which is great because <laughs> it, it just it, it allows for that um, that that at least sense of one-on-one communication, even though it's not really, um, you know, that it, it might be a false sense of familiar, familiarity that you're engendering, but it, it still is a, a sense of familiarity. And, and when it comes to prospecting, it's, you know, no like, and trust. As Bob Berg says, all things being equal, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So it's, it's engendering that sense. Um, so that's one of the things Vivica, that I do on LinkedIn. Qu- um, question for you on this mentions thing. Can you mention yeah. anyone on LinkedIn or do they have to be in your network or how does they, that work? They do have to be in your network. And I will let you know, it's not very, <laughs> it, it, um, it break the, the drop-down box doesn't cover everybody. Um, 
and that might be because my network's too big. Usually, I, I found that if you have more than 5,000 first-level connections on LinkedIn, LinkedIn doesn't work as effectively. So that might just be an issue I'm experiencing. What about when you're in a group? Can you at mention people that are part of that group? Do you know? You know... <laughs> Theoretically, you can. Um, I've never been able to get that to work. And I see people putting the at sign in front of people's names, and maybe it is linking back to them. Um, I'm not showing up in discussions where people mention me. So I think it's a feature that, um, that, that LinkedIn has activated, but I'm not entirely sure how... Um, if it's working right now. And and I know with LinkedIn, they turn things on, they turn things off, they turn things on, they turn things off. But, right. you know, give it a try. Gotcha. Okay, so um, let's, let's go back to this prospecting thing. Um, if someone is thinking about prospecting on, on LinkedIn, what, what should be like, the, what's one of the first things they ought to consider doing? Well, first of all, and this isn't so much about prospecting as about looking professional, you know, please make sure that your your personal profile and your company page, and if you have a group, your group, are, are up to date. You've got the newest features um, enabled. You know, you've, you've got your branding in place. You've got similar logos. You've done, by the way, great job on this. Similar logos running throughout your personal profile, your company page, your group. You've got the right, um, you know, similar copy uh, that goes across the board. Um, so, so just make sure your ducks are in a row um, with your own visibility so that when someone finds you, um, they're, they're more willing to interact with you. I would say because groups are so powerful to prospecting, be proactive. You can join up to 50 groups. So you probably want to, again, being very, very clear who your target market is, um, join groups that they're in. And I guess to back up even further before we even talk about LinkedIn, know who your who, know who your market is. If if you don't know who your market is, if you if you can if you can help anyone with a face or anyone online, um, you're not going to be very successful with prospecting. You want to really dial it down. You know how old are they? What sex are they? What race are they? Um, what industry are they in? What level do they play at? Uh, how active are they on social media? Where are they in social media? Hopefully, they're on LinkedIn. And so once you start to dial down those things, you can use LinkedIn a, a lot more effectively. Um, but yeah, joining groups where you know where your target market is hanging out is, is a great way to be proactive because then you're not scrambling. Then you're already putting your foundation in place, um, inviting people, you know, what the heck? Um, be honest, just say, Hey, I'm looking to grow my network with, um, influencers in your industry. You look like you, you are one or influencers in your company. You look like you are one or influencers in this or that you look like you are one was hoping you'd be willing to accept my invitation. So you can always do that. Um, get introduced to them. My goodness. I, you know, LinkedIn has this amazing tool called get introduced <laughs> and it's an introduction and, and I don't think people are using it, um, mainly because it's kind of hidden. It's in a drop-down box to the right of the, the send-in-mail link. Um, but it's a free tool. You get five introductions at a time with the free account, um, 15 with the basic paid account. But my goodness, it's, it's a warm introduction. It's, hey, Mike, could you introduce me to Cindy? You know, So um, it's asking someone you know, like, and trust to in, in, introduce you to someone they know, like, and trust. And, and, and it just seems to me like very few people are using this amazing tool. 
you can run, uh, uh, if you want to invest a lot of money, you can run uh, uh, essentially what, what is an email campaign on LinkedIn, but you're looking at $250 to $500 a month to do that. Um, so there are, there are many different ways to, to actively prospect, and I've used all of them. So um, back to the groups thing, we should just yeah. reiterate to people that when you join a group, because you mentioned earlier that LinkedIn limits the amount of people that you can send in-mail to, to the people that are within a, a range of your network. But when you join a group, um, if I'm not mistaken, LinkedIn does allow you to in-mail people that are also members of that group, right? Yeah, essentially it's um, in-mail or messaging. Uh, in-mail you tend to have to pay for and, and it's actually free. Oh. But yeah, uh, not everyone. Some people will turn off the ability to be contacted through a group. But in, in most cases, I'd say 70 to 80% of the time, yeah, you can just find that person and they'll be – it's easier actually with the new group. Um, when you find the person just at the bottom of the little snapshot, uh, it'll say send message. Um, so if it says send message, go for it. Well, for example, there's a really humongous group run by Michael Crossan um, yes. called Social Media Marketing, which I think has got like 600,000 people in it that are presumably marketers. So by joining that group, I mean, that potentially expands your reach overnight, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, I, we have a much smaller group called the Social Media Marketing Networking Club, which I think has like yes. 4,000 people. I would, and, and let's just talk about groups for a second because they're all over the map, aren't they, Vivica? How do you know a good group to join versus not a good group to join? Oh, yeah, that is a great question. Um, you know, I've, I've created actually a, a listly list of groups that I like. Um, the, the, the problem is there's not, I wish there was a rating system. I wish there was three star, three star, four star, star, five star. When you do a group search, if it's an open group, you can actually look at the group before you join it. So you can, um, and an open group simply means the, the information, um, uh, the discussions, the comments, the, 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 the polls, the posts, the, the jobs, um, are all visible to not only the LinkedIn public, but, but the greater public. Um, so you can actually look at an open group before you join it uh, to see if it's to see if it's active, to see if the right questions are being asked. Um, so you can do your own research. Uh, I'm a big fan of asking my folks what their favorite groups are. Um, you know, hey, I'm 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 looking to join a a group for sales professionals. Which group would you recommend? Mm -hmm. I'm just asking people, not only on LinkedIn but on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, you know, but really, uh, you can check out the group stats. That was down for a while, but it's back up. So you can you can check out a group's stats, a group's description. You can see the people in the group before you ever join it. But yeah, there's no rating system. Um, and the discussion the is all oh, over the place. The discussion is all over the place too, Vivica, right? Yeah, they're because all over the place. <laughs> like a lot of these groups, especially these bigger groups, are overrun by spammers, you know? And it's they just, are. it's sick. And some of the smaller groups are extremely well moderated and you don't yep. see hardly any promotional stuff at all. So yep. it's, a, it's a question of whether if you're going to go into a group and you actually want to have discussion to build a relationship, then I think one of the indicators is to look to see whether it's all spam. If it is, it means right. it's not moderated, right? Exactly. Now, what I will say with this new SWAM, which is uh, site-wide auto moderation, which in typical LinkedIn fashion was a really good idea, but the execution of it was maybe not so much. Um, but SWAM moderation has, has, has cut down an immense amount of spam. So basically what SWAM is or what it means is that if even one person flags you, as, as inappropriate, as your, your content is inappropriate, your discussion is inappropriate, then 
any group, you're, not just the group that you were, you were tagged in, but any group that you are a member of, your content has to go to moderation. So the moderators actually have to go look at your content before they, and, and, and okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a great idea, but what's the downside of it? The downside is when you're, and, and actually this, oh, I shouldn't say, every time I say something like this, knock on wood, the, the downside <laughs> is when um, a competitor, someone who doesn't like you, someone who doesn't like what you said, um, reports your, your, uh, your, your discussion. It only takes one person, which is ridiculous. It should take five. Well, I would um, imagine, when, when, I would imagine it's hopefully a smart system and it sees that if all these things yeah. get back into moderation, maybe it'll clear it for you or something. I don't know. Not very smart. That is, that's the problem right now is you've got, um, there's actually a group called SWAM, uh, that's discussing this if anyone's interested in it. Um, but, uh, the, the problem is, um, <laughs> It doesn't seem like LinkedIn even knows how to fix it. Um, and, and they usually say, well, go talk to your group moderator. Well, the group moderator, that's fine, but the group moderators can't fix it either. All they can do is, is approve you, but they can't turn back on auto-approving for a particular person. So it, it's pretty much once you've been swammed, you're... You, that's crazy. It, it is. It's absolutely nuts. Okay, let's transition here a little bit to my next question, which is um, talk about etiquette. What is, what is proper prospecting etiquette on LinkedIn? Great question. Um, you know, and, and it always, doesn't it always come back to the 80-20 rule? Um, first of all, you know, if you're providing content to, pr- to, to, to present yourself as a thought leader to attract your, your prospects to you, um, you know, 80% helpful, useful content. And that's not come see my free webinar. That is really answering people's questions, providing people with, with valuable tools and strategies. And then 20% of the time, come see my free webinar or download my free white paper or whatever, you know, you're using to, to, to plug people into your sales funnel. People aren't stupid. They know that's what you're doing. They know that the payment that they are doing for that free webinar for that email is, is their email address and their name. Um, so, so, while you might consider your free webinar of value, and I'm sure it is, um, when I mean provide content of value, I do mean literally, you know, help, uh, hints, tips, help. Or here's here's questions. an article that directly answers your question exactly. from source, yes, you any can source, do that. right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, when you are messaging someone, make it conversational, very peer to peer. Don't do a sales pitch in a message, um, at least. You know, don't do a sales pitch in a message, period. Um, you can, of course, let people know about a free webinar, free download, or whatever. But if you want someone to buy your stuff, if you want someone to invest $197 or $497 or $1,297 or $14,000, um, don't pitch them in, in an email, which is essentially all the messages. You know, get them on the phone. Uh, get, them, you know, get them on the phone. Um, How do you recommend going about that? Because I think that's probably one of the things a lot of people struggle with. Like, okay, I found my ideal prospect mm-hmm. and I don't know this person, right? but I, but I want to direct message this person or whatever you call it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how do I start that conversation? Do I not go for the ask on the first communication with them? Yeah, don't go for the ask on the first communication. You know, I always say go for the easy yes. So I would, you know, I would, maybe you spend an in-mail or maybe you message them through a group and and just say why you're interested in them. Not so much that I want to sell you my stuff. Or I'm a big fan of X or Y or whatever they've done, right? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've been working with industry leaders in, in aeronautics. I don't know why I pulled that one, but aeronautics for, for 15 years. And, um, you know, I've, I'm, I'm really impressed to see you so active on LinkedIn, uh, was, was hoping you'd accept an invitation to connect. So that's the first easy yes, you know, and if they say yes, great. Now what you do, um, is on LinkedIn, you can tag people similar to, to, uh, listing, uh, putting someone in a list on, on, uh, Facebook. So you can tag someone. So now I do industry leader, you know, aeronautics and, um, and is then that, is that private, I, by the way, is that private or public that tag? Oh, it's it's private. Okay. It is absolutely private. Yeah, like uh, like 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 LinkedIn or like Facebook. It's it's private, so cool. they'll never see it. Cool. Um, and then when you happen to be reading an article that you think they might find interesting, uh, you then you can just go in and you can you can hit there's a sh- uh, there's a sharing button that you can download on LinkedIn or most you know most most articles now have sh- have have. LinkedIn share button. You'll notice that you can share an article, you know, as an update, you can share it to your groups, you can share it to Twitter. But the last option is sharing with individuals. So once you have um, invited that person to connect and they've and and you are now first level connections. So I read an article on, you know, on flowchart theory for for airports <laughs> or something. And so then I, I see that article that makes me think about my prospect. And then I just um, I just find him and, and send him that message and and don't go with the default. I would just say something like, "Hey, you know, I remember we were talking about this last week, last month, last year." Um, and as soon as I saw this article, I thought of you. Uh, so you know, hope you enjoy it. And so now you're staying top of mind. It's not even your article. Of course, if you wrote an article, you can certainly send that as well. Um, but but again, you're not selling anything yet. You're just you're just creating that top of mind awareness with them. And then in your maybe your third email to them or your third message to them or your fourth message to them, you then might, you know, say, hey, um, you know, was wondering if you had 15 minutes on, on Friday. Um, I, I have a new, you know, I, ha- I, have, an, I have an idea I want to run past you or something like that because you, you've now created this false sense of familiarity, but it's still a sense of familiarity. And they're a lot more likely to, to say yes. Um, by the way, there is a tool, it's not cheap, uh, but there is a tool called Account Researcher um, by eGrabber, but Account Researcher will actually get you the email addresses and the phone numbers. Um, it will find you, it'll find you the, 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 dire- the, the, the directors or the executive level folks that you're looking for in a company. Um, it will get you their email and their phone numbers. So, so wait, that was Account Researcher? Account Researcher, yep. Is that and a LinkedIn through- tool or is that somebody else's tool? It's an e-grabber tool. Oh, yeah, well, you know, since you're talking about tools, I, one of the things I was wondering is how do you keep track of all this? Because I would imagine you've got multiple streams of uh, yeah. communication going on with different people. Does LinkedIn have a, a tool or are there other tools that kind of help you track all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, so LinkedIn itself, um, it, it purchased uh, Connected HQ, which was a social CRM customer relationship management tool uh, years ago, three, four years ago, and, and they finally implemented it into the new contacts feature. So the new contacts feature, it's not extremely sophisticated, but it sure is a lot better than it used to be. So with the new contacts feature, you can take notes on your clients or your prospects. You can tag them, of course. Uh, you can make a note about uh, where you met and who introduced you. So so putting you know that funnel into place. Um, and you can set reminders for yourself. 
Uh, it doesn't link very nicely with, with calendars or anything yet, but I'm hoping that comes. Um, but that's a nice free tool. It's, it's just it's part of the new contacts feature. So I highly recommend everyone download the new contacts feature. Now, is that an app or is that something that is living inside of LinkedIn.com proper? It's living within LinkedIn. Um, if you just go to contacts, you should be able to, it, there, there should, if you haven't yet downloaded it, um, th- there'll be a big, you know, banner saying, you know, try contacts today. Um, of course, it, everyone will get it whether they like it or not, you know, probably within the next three to six months. Um, if, if you don't see it there, you can always go to contacts.linkedin.com. So it'll bring you back to the same page, but for, for sure you can, you know, then activate it within your network. What about on the mobile side? Um, is it LinkedIn app in particular that seems to be the best or are there other tools that somehow work with LinkedIn that you're aware of? Yeah. So, um, well, the LinkedIn app is actually pretty good. I, I hear it's better for, for um, iPhones than it is for Androids. I've, I've got an iPhone. So the iOS system, I guess, from what I've heard, is, is people like it more. But um, yeah, the, the, the LinkedIn app itself is pretty good. Uh, 67% of people are interacting um, primarily through, the, through the, the mobile apps now, which blew me away. I didn't know it was that high. Um, and they came out with a contacts app as well. So make sure you get not only the, the, the LinkedIn application, but the contacts, LinkedIn contacts application. Again, you can go to contacts.linkedin.com. It'll point you in the right direction where you can download that um, application. It should be available for Androids as well by now. Um, you know, Salesforce is a great CRM system. It plays very well with LinkedIn. Nimble is a great CRM system. Um, both of those, of course, are an investment, but not a huge investment. So uh, both of those are great CRM systems that work really well with, with LinkedIn. Um, there, there are numerous ones out there, but, but off the top of my head, those are probably the, most, uh, the two most popular. Well, Vivica, we have covered an enormous amount of ground, and <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people listening like right now are probably like, okay, I need to pull over and take notes. Um, <laughs> so where can people discover more about you, about your book, LinkedIn Marketing, an hour a day. Uh, where do you want to send people? And if you've if you've got anything in particular about LinkedIn prospecting that you want to mention, feel free to mention that too. Oh, sure, cool. Um, well, my website, LinkedInToBusiness, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N-T-O-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S.com, LinkedInToBusiness.com. Um, you know, my book is there. Of course, it's on Amazon too. If you, Literally, if you just Google linked market, LinkedIn Marketing, I think my book shows up second or third. Um, so you can always get that on Amazon. Uh, I recommend it, downloading it on Kindle. It's a little less expensive. Um, uh, the, uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at, at LinkedIn Expert. Um, and if you Google LinkedIn Expert, my LinkedIn profile shows up first. So um, by all means, feel, please feel free to reach out to me. And then if you want to know more about LinkedIn prospecting, I, like I said, this is, this is my, I, I'm fascinated with it right now. Um, so we've actually put together a, a program, a whole university, LinkedIn Prospecting University. And if you go to LinkedIn, not in because they wouldn't let us use it, but linked processing, linked prospecting, L-I-N-K-E-D, prospecting, leave the in out, linkedprospecting.com. I've actually got a, a webinar, um, a, a recorded webinar that you can download for free, which I've, I've been doing um, and charging people $97 for. So if you'd like to learn more about LinkedIn prospecting or prospecting on LinkedIn, go to linkedprospecting.com. Um, or just you know, reach out to me, ask me any questions you have. I'm 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 here. 
Viveka Von Rosen, LinkedIn uh, queen, extraordinaire, <laughs> expert of the world of LinkedIn. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join uh, us today and share all your great knowledge. Oh my gosh, it's been such a pleasure. Well, I hope you got a ton of ideas and insight from that interview with Viveka. Isn't she spectacular? If there was anything that we mentioned in the podcast, including the tweet binder uh, reference that we talked about earlier, you can get all the links and everything you ever want and more at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 64. Also want to remind you that Social Media Marketing World is coming in San Diego. And if you want to learn more about that conference and grab your tickets while they're discounted, you can visit socialmediaworld14.com. Last couple quick things. Uh, If you listen to us on iTunes and or on Stitcher Radio, we would love it if you would give us a rating and a review. Uh, It's very easy to do for the iTunes listeners. You can visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you right to the location where you can uh, give us a review and a writing and, and, and write something if you want to. And then Stitcher folks, you know how to find us on Stitcher. You can just um, go under the business category. Um, well, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Wow. I can't believe it's almost Halloween. I am your host, Michael Stelzner. I will definitely be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.